Hi, I'm Aubrey Charette. Thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast for Harrisonburg Nazarene Church. Please subscribe for updates and new episodes to this podcast. Also, you can now search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Join us each Sunday at 9 and 10.30 a.m. on Facebook Live. Be sure to like or follow our page while you're there. Uh, We're going to begin with a new series starting today. So if you are visiting, if you are tuning in, maybe for the first time, you picked a great week to tune in because we're beginning a series uh, today called Enough is Enough. Enough is enough. And in this season in which we're living and in this season that initially felt like just a, you know, oh, it'll be a few weeks. And it's like, oh no, this has been a season, right? And it's led to a lot of things, asking questions. Maybe I'm the only one, a little bit more time to sit around and think and when I'm not wrestling my kids or trying to get them to, you know, but, but like just asking questions of the Lord even. God, God, where are you in this? God, in the midst of grief and loss that I see around, God, what, what are you up to here? What's going on? In the midst of it all, though, um, I, I sensed a deep question. Not really my question. I really felt like it was the Lord's question for me. And so in the midst of, of this season and leading into these uh, next four weeks that we have together, we're really going to approach that question. The question I felt like the Lord asked me is, Adrian, Am I enough for you? Am I enough for you? Man, that's a deep question. That's a profound question in my life. As, as I was praying and as I was looking at what's going on around us in our nation, as I was going to the Walmart and walking down the aisle, and they had like a bodyguard on the toilet paper aisle. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, bodyguard, not because he looked like a bodyguard, but he was the only employee that would be, I mean, he looked terrified. He was like this, you know, but, but kind of keeping everyone at bay, you know. And while I'm watching that, I'm thinking, man, this is not normal, what's happening here, right? Um, Really, as I was thinking about it, I thought, do we even know what the word enough means? I mean, think about it. I know I might step on your toes a little bit when I say this, but we, most of us watching today, live in a world of excess. We have everything that we need. Many of us watching today have never really had to go without. I know that's not everybody, but many of us. Uh, most of us, if we don't have something that we want, oh, maybe need, but, but we go and, and, and immediately with the touch of a button in two days, free shipping, it shows up at our door, right? Most of us have never experienced, or at least recently, what it is to really be in need. And so as I began to hear the Spirit of the Lord ask me that question, I began to even ask, do I even know what that word enough means anymore? Uh, as we tune into this series and as we dive a little bit deeper and ask this question a little bit uh, of ourselves, I want you to think a little bit uh, about, well, uh, having a, a particular superpower. This is really odd and strange, but just follow me for a minute and I think it'll make sense. Suppose you had the power to talk to fish. Now, that's a pretty silly, unless you like to fish. Because then you could be out the water and they could just be like, hey, come here. And then, you know. But other than that, I don't see any use for that. But, but suppose, follow me for a minute. Suppose you could talk to a fish. And suppose you see the fish swimming in the water and, and you turn to the fish and you say, hey, how's the water today? And the fish looks at you and says, what in the world is water? 
they've swam in it all their life, but to them it's just their reality. They don't recognize water being anything different than what they exist in every single day. I, I share that analogy with you because I actually think some of us are operating with a worldview, with a perspective every day in our lives, and we may not even recognize it. Follow me here for a minute. I really think there's kind of two contrasting perspectives that we're going to talk about throughout this series. I think we're seeing them come to life right now in ourselves, in our thoughts and fears and anxiety, in those around us, in our society and in our world. The first is this. It's kind of this perspective based around abundance. Abundance. In this perspective, someone operating through this lens and this perspective For them, there is rest, there is beauty, there is creativity, there is enough. Because their perspective, the way in which they operate, the water in which they're swimming, right? It's abundance. But there's this other competing perspective that's kind of warring within us, and not just within us, but around us. And that's not the perspective of abundance, but the perspective of scarcity, scarcity. And in contrast to abundance, scarcity, in that there is fear, and there is isolation, and there is competition. And in this idea of scarcity, there is not enough. There is not enough in this scarcity mindset. Again, when we think about when we think about abundance, when we think about abundance, that's based around a system of receiving and giving. Think about that for a minute. Somebody who lives according to this mindset of abundance, they operate largely from this uh, mindset of receiving and giving. They give things, they receive things. Some people love to give, it's hard to receive, but that's the way they operate, but not so from somebody operating from a scarcity mindset. No, their their system, it's not based on giving and receiving, it's based on production and acquisition. What I produce and what I require. I've got to produce more, I've got to acquire more, and that is operating with a scarcity mindset. You see, the truth is, whether you realize it or not, I've become very convicted in my own life how often I operate, not from an abundance mindset, no, from, from scarcity. Maybe I'm the only one, but think about this, right? Uh, often, when I wake up, one of my first thoughts in the day is, man, I'm tired. I never get enough sleep, Right? scarcity. It's never enough. Uh, I've got too much to do. I never have enough time. Scarcity mindset. My boss, my coworkers, my spouse, my kids, I, I never have enough focus, attention to give everybody what they need. Never enough. I'm not making much money. I need a better job. I need that promotion. My bank account is low. I never have enough money. I've got kids to send to college. My retirement took a big dip. I never have enough saved. Often from the moment we wake up in the morning to the moment we lay our head down, our thoughts are filled with this 
scarcity mindset. We're swimming in the water and we don't even know that it's water. Well, one of the scriptures that we're going to be leaning into over this series is found in 2 Peter chapter 1. If you have your copy of scripture, I would invite you today to turn there with me. Uh, We're going to be reading words, not my words, uh, words from Peter, the Apostle Peter, who was one of Jesus' disciples. And Peter's life is really interesting because he did a lot of great things and he did a lot of things that we would look at and be like, oh, Peter, what were you doing, man? I can relate to that a lot. He had a lot of highs and a lot of lows. But in the end, after Jesus' death, God uses Peter to help build his church. And so what we're going to read today is just two verses that are really powerful, that really speak into this idea of enough is enough. And they're found in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. If you have your Version Bible app, man, we have an event set up there. Turn there with us now, whether in your copy of Scripture or in your Version Bible app to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. It says this. It says, His divine power, God's divine power, has given us everything we need for a godly life. <laughs> Through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. That's a powerfully rich verse right there. And then verse 4 Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by its evil desires. These words were written, and it's important to understand the context in which they're written, because they were written, and while they're valid to you and me, while they matter to you and me, while I believe that divinely these words were written to you and me, the original audience that Peter is writing to are men and women in crisis. Can you relate today? Can you look around the world in which we're living and identify a little bit what it looks like to be in crisis? But this particular audience is in crisis because of persecution, because of Christians literally being dragged from their home, beaten, jailed, executed. And because of that, they're being scattered throughout the region of Asia Minor. In addition to that, there are some, there are some who are preaching a doctrine. They're preaching a truth that does not line up with God's word, that does not line up with the way of Christ. And so the words Peter is writing in Second uh, Peter is to that kind of audience in crisis, scattered. Their faith is shaking. They're confused and wondering what is right. And in the midst of that, Peter writes some pretty challenging words, some pretty powerful words. The message is clear. When you begin walking with Christ, God's power did something in you. The moment you said yes, not to religion, not to going through the motions, but no, no, I want to be in relationship with you, God. Through the death and resurrection of Jesus, he made a way for me to be in relationship. And when I walk in relationship with you, God's power shows up. It acts. It does something. Look, that's what it says. His divine power has given us everything we need so that when we are in Christ, God's power shows up and it gives us everything we need. Everything, not some things, not a few things, everything we need that we have, you and I have what we need if we're in Christ. 
because of God's power at work. We have what we need to do what God desires. We have what we need to be what God has called you to be. That feels heavy sometimes. That feels like that's an impossible standard. I can't do that. No, 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 no. He's given you what you need, right? To fulfill his calling, to live a life that pleases him. Not just to be spectators, it says in verse 4. No, no, no. But to be participants in the divine and you say, well, there's nothing divine about me. You may say, I could never do anything that important. God could never use me. No, 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 no. But it says here that his power, his power has given you everything that you need to be participants in his kingdom, in his story that's being written all around us. Because his power at work in you is enough. It will always be enough. You see, God's given us everything, everything we need. And this passage is particularly important for those of us who may wrestle with that tension a little bit. And we may believe, we may not say it out loud, but in our hearts we believe God won't provide everything I need. He won't come through when I need him to. I brought this with me today to help us, uh, an analogy. Uh, It helps me to visualize this idea of what we need. And so I brought a toolbox here, and it's just a really simple toolbox, but in it has tools. And these tools, uh, we're going to kind of have them today represent what we need. Now, this is not a huge thing. Some of us think what we need, you know, that's a big thing. But, But I intentionally chose something that's pretty simple. Sometimes there's a big difference between what we think we need, oh, what we want, what we des- and what we truly need. But, but that's a whole other story. But these things I, I've brought with me, just simple tools, simple things that represent what we need. And the truth of 2 Peter chapter 1 is God has given us everything. Everything that we need is all packaged here, and it's ready. And through the power of God, when we're in right relationship with Christ, we've got all the things, all the tools that we need to do everything that he's called us to be, to be who he's called us to be for such a time as this. And some of us, maybe you've known Jesus for a long time, and maybe you study the word, and you read that, and you say, hallelujah, praise the Lord, preacher, preacher, preacher. Uh, and, and, And that's great, but when it comes down to it, when the rubber meets the road, do you actually believe that everything you need, everything you need, he will provide? Or, or do you say, well... I believe, I believe that God will provide 90% of what I need, but I've got to work for the other 10. I mean, God, God will do his thing, and he'll do a lot. I mean, God, he's God, and he can do a lot, but I've got to work hard, and I've got to worry, and I've got to stress to provide the other 10%. Or, or if you were really honest with yourself today, would you say, well, you know, I really believe God will provide a lot, but it's more like 50-50, you know, uh, he does his thing. I've got to do my thing because I know it says that, but man, and I'm not, I'm not, today I'm not downplaying the role of hard work. I'm not saying that we shouldn't try hard, but most of us, if we were honest, we may say that we believe God will provide everything, but it, when it comes down to examining the tools in our box, when it comes down to worrying about how he will provide. When we begin to look at, with a scarcity mindset, the things around us, we begin to grab hold and feel like, well, no, 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 it's my job to take care of. You take care of your percentage, God, and I'll take care of mine. We may read that this word is true, but our life would suggest something very different, wouldn't it? 
This is what the Apostle Paul says in, in the book of Philippians. He says, my God will meet all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Think about that for a minute. My God will meet all your needs, everything you need, but according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Man, I, I, I like operating according to my riches, right? I like operating according to what I need and what I want. And how I'm gonna, That's not what the scripture promises for you and for me, but it does promise that the God who loves you, the God who has given you everything you need, he will provide all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. So the question is, is he enough today for you, for me? I've been thinking more and more about the struggle. I've been thinking more and more about what it is in our life that keeps us from really buying in. You might be here today, and as we dive into this series, maybe it's convicting you. Maybe it's challenging you. Maybe you're getting a little tense sitting there in your living room because you're facing hard times. You're facing uncertain financial difficulty. You're facing uncertainty of your future. You don't know how God's going to pray. Man, I'm not making light of that today. But as I was praying and as I was leaning in this week and trying to understand what is it what is it that, that we would read these words and say, man, that's true. But when it comes to the practice in our own life, we would say, yeah, but I need to take care of some of this myself. I need to worry about this percentage. I need to do what I can because I don't know what God's doing. He's a, why, what is the disconnect there? And the more I studied and prayed, it fascinated me. But I actually think it's this. I think we struggle to understand a God who is infinite. Think about it for a minute. Think about it. Don't take my word for it. Think about what God's word says about who he is. A God of unending love. Unending mercy. His mercies are new every morning. They don't end. Every new day has new mercies, right? That we serve a God who is infinite. He always has been. He always will be. And there's something in our brains that just don't know how to process that. Maybe because it's abstract and it's hard. Maybe because we tend to always view God kind of in human terms. And we've never seen human love that's unending. We've never seen human mercy unending. We've never seen human version of grace. And so whether we realize it or not, we kind of just personify God as, as limited, just like you and I. And we wouldn't say this. We may not even realize we're doing it, but practically what we're doing is we're operating in a mindset that God can't really be limitless. God really can't be infinite. He can't really be unending because we've never experienced anything in our lives that truly is. And so without knowing it, without realizing it, we would read things that say, oh, God will provide everything, but we can't comprehend everything. We can't comprehend a God who can do everything. And so our backup plan, our plan B is, yeah, God, that's good news, but I'm going to handle this myself. I'm going to worry about this stuff. I, I, you do your thing, God, but I'm going, to, I'm going to pave my way over here and do my thing. You've got, yeah, God, you do your thing, but I'm going to, I'm going to take care of these things over here. Because we, we can't wrap our minds around a God who is infinite. We wonder if God will run out. Don't we? 
We wouldn't admit that. That sounds, oh, no, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. I believe. But many of us wonder deep inside if his patience will run out, if his love will run out, his forgiveness, his work in our lives, his provision will run out. You see, the, the truth for us is that we serve a God who has no limits, nothing limits God. Except us. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. God is infinite. He is limitless. There is nothing that limits him except us. Nothing limits God except us. I'm just telling you in my life, it's true. I'm telling you that there is nothing in this world that can limit God. He can do all things. He can meet all needs. He can provide according to his riches. I have seen him out of the ashes bring beauty. I have seen him in the midst of despair be miraculous and do amazing things. I have seen God be truly limitless except for the times in my life. Where I limit and say, yeah, God, but I don't think you can meet my needs. I don't think you're enough to help me overcome the deep hurt and pain in my heart. I don't think you're enough to help me pick myself up off the floor when I've hit rock bottom. Because deep inside, deep inside, we serve a limitless God that nothing limits him except us. Often, when our faith is limited when our belief is tainted, when our mindset is not one of abundance of a God that's filled this earth with beauty and love and goodness and there is enough. No, 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 we operate, we swim in the water of scarcity where we push back and, and what we do is we put limits on what God can and can't do in our lives. Oh God, I know it says you're infinite. It says you know all things and it says you're good and it says you, but, but I don't really believe you will come through for me. Nothing limits God except us. So today, I wanna give you permission. I wanna give you permission to push back the limits, to tear down the walls, to rip down the barriers, to believe that God is enough. What need is it today in your life that you have that he can't meet? What need is it today, right here, looking in your box, right? What need is it today that you would say, God, you can't do that for me? I'm not talking about your wildest dreams. I'm not talking about your wants and your, I'm talking about what you need in your life. And there's some of us watching today, you're in need. You are hopeless. You are fearful, you are anxious, you are, and I'm not making light of any of that today, but, but what is it today in your life that you believe God can't do? Nothing limits God except us. And so today I'm inviting you to tear down the walls, to ask in faith, God, would you remove that barrier? Would you remove the thing today that's keeping me from trusting you fully? Would you remove the thing that for some reason, maybe it's because I wanna be controlling, Maybe it's because I don't trust you. Maybe because I haven't seen modeled for me a loving earthly father and I have trouble with a heavenly father. Whatever it is today that's keeping you from fully saying, God, I believe that you will provide everything. I need. You've already given me everything I need. 
to be who you've called me to be. I'm trusting, as Paul said, that you will provide all of my needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. And today, I want to pray for you. And I want to pray that you will trust God enough to tear down the walls, to allow him to destroy the barriers in your life, that your faith would increase and you would be able to say in confidence, God, you are enough for me. In a world that's uncertain, in a world that's shaken right now, our foundation has been shaken. There's so many things that are uncertain, but we can say in confidence, no, 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 God, you are enough for me. I want to pray for you today. God, we believe you are enough. Those aren't just words that we read on a page. That's not just a Bible verse that we have on a bookmark in our Bible, God. This is your truth, and this is your word that we stake our life upon. And so today, some of us have been swimming, swimming in this scarcity mindset from the moment we get up to the moment we go to bed. We never believe there's enough. We we always feel like we're operating at a deficit. We always feel like we're running to try to catch up. We're working and we're worrying and we're stressing and we're fretting. And today, God, you invite us, the infinite God, you invite us to tear down the walls, that you want to come in and destroy the barriers, that you want to increase our faith so that today we could walk in faith, in confidence, saying, God, you are enough. May it be so, God. Increase our faith today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again so much for listening today. Email us at info at for any questions about our church. As soon as you're finished listening today, please subscribe to this channel for updates and new episodes.